Love the British monarchy? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, guys. Kinsey here with the To Die For Daily podcast, and we are in bed together right now. I am just working. Can you hear my space heater in the background? I'm so curious. I This is actually my iPhone that I'm using to light myself up because I'm just trying to organize some stuff, get some content uploaded. And this is my always hoodie that you've probably seen me in a thousand times that says not today, Satan, if you're watching via Spotify video. Um, so I wanted to give you an update. I had a couple of cancellations. I have a couple of exciting guests coming up. Um, one that I have has not come to fruition yet. And if you're a longtime listener, you heard about this probably right after Jubilee. Uh, we were supposed to talk to a Bravo personality, but she had to postpone because of BravoCon. And then something else just came up. I'm going to just say it's Miss Pat from Southern Charm. She's like connected to the royal family. Do you know this? Anyway, uh, do me a favor. And if you love Miss Pat, if you know who she is, if you follow her, let her know you would like to hear her on the To Die For Daily podcast because I would love to talk to her about all things royal. She just has an elegance and grace about her. Of course, she's a fan of the royal family. And do you know what? Well, yes, a a friend and a fan, I guess I should say. But do you know what else I've noticed about royal family lovers, royal watchers? We are animal lovers too, which is just so perfect. It's the perfect combination. And I was thinking that today because I shot something with Lady C and Dan Wooten. If you watch Dan Wooten on GB News, or if you if you follow their YouTube channel, you can go check that out because it was Dan, Lady C, and I talking about Harry and Meghan only working an hour a week at Archwell. Scandalous. And so that was a fun conversation, but um, Lady C's puppy Aurora made the shot and they started having a, a, a little smooch session at the end. And I just thought, that's so funny. We all love dogs. We all love animals. I love animals. And it was just my birthday. It's my birthday week. Speaking of animals, um, and I'd like to, if if you'd like to do anything for my birthday, I'd love for you to check out uh, California Yorkie Rescue, which is one of my favorite places. Um, and I actually catch myself trying to foster and or adopt dogs on a pretty much daily basis from there, which is dangerous because I already have, I'm a hoarder. I'm a dog hoarder. I'm an animal hoarder. I would, they're all asleep around me there's one under my leg one right here to my right one at the two at the edge of the bed so we love our animals here this podcast is actually what i would consider a cross promotion because i want you to know that if you wanted to listen to christo and i's podcast majesty um not on spotify if you listen to me on Apple or anywhere else, um, Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, guess what? Majesty is now available on all of those platforms. It should be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so this is just really kind of a, an announcement that you can now listen to Majesty wherever. Uh, this is a Majesty episode, but it's a really good episode. And that's why I wanted to share it on To Die For Daily's podcast. This is Crystal and I going over Fergie's top 
five scandals and it's a really good conversation. And it's actually the first time I've worked with Christo on a podcast that I haven't had to comb through it and erase anything that I wasn't uh, afraid would offend somebody. It's the cleanest podcast we've had. Um, so yes, this is, uh, I'm going to go in, in a few seconds into Christo and I talking about Fergie. If you want to hear Miss Pat and I talk all things Royal, please just let Miss Pat know that you'd love to hear her on the Today for Daily podcast. Cause I love that woman countdown to the coronation. I am spending every day doing something to prepare for it. I cannot wait. Um, and then, you know, we, that, that breaking news today that Harry and Megan work an hour a week. That sounds amazing. Um, any other news? You know, Harry was just in the UK for his trial against the male. We saw him for two days. I think he probably went home on day three. He doesn't like to be away from Megan for very long. Um, Charles, great success in Germany. I would say he he knocked that out of the park. And um, looking forward, I have when is my next interview? Let me look at let me look at my calendar so I can tell you when you're going to get another interview. Okay, so our next interview is Monday, and I will try to get that edited, and I'll try to get that turnaround happening pretty quickly for you with Sally Bindle-Smith. I'm looking forward to that conversation. And then did you just hear my dog snore or snore snort? Snore snort. That's Edie girl. Thanks Edie for your contribution. And then um, the week after that, Tessa, Dr. Tessa Dunlop is going to be on the podcast. And I mean, we are getting so, I cannot believe how close we are to the coronation. I cannot wait. I leave in Oh my gosh, I leave in four weeks. So enjoy Crystal and I. You can now listen to the Majesty podcast wherever you listen to podcasts by popular demand. Thank you for your outreach. Some of you have messaged me going, please put it on Apple. You got it. I listen to my peeps. And thank you for listening to the Today. To the, to the, thanks for listening to the Today for Daily podcast. I love you. Thanks for being my friend. And I'll talk to you soon. Sarah, Duchess of York, has been absolutely everywhere. Because why is she plugging this time? She's plugging a romantic book that, a romance novel. She's written quite a few books. We'll go into that later. But she's plugging a romance novel that she wrote that she would like to turn into a scripted series in the States. But she is like doing book signings um they specifically will say at the book signing she will only sign one book and no pictures if you walk up with your camera and multiple copies of the book sarah drops everything signs every single copy of the book wants to take pictures with everyone so what i can say i mean i while i sarah, so sarah wants to have pictures and everything with people but the her people around her said no, no no that can't happen well, it's it's they're trying to get get through the line. I understand yeah. it. So but but I guess my point is she is extremely happy to be here, extremely happy to participate in these events. And you could just tell that she enjoys the limelight. She's happy to be in the States. Um, I think that thankfully for Sarah, time heals all wounds. And a lot of Americans have forgotten about some of the craziest Duchess of York scandals. 
but that's what we're here for, Christo. That is yeah, why absolutely. you and I are here. Uh, but she she has made so many mistakes. I like the fact that she's a bit of a survivor, you know. Yeah. I think I like the fact that she screwed up so many times. And I think the difference. So I get this comparison a lot when I criticize Meghan and Harry. A lot of people say, "What about what about Sarah? She she screwed up. She brought the royal family into disrepute." There is. And there's probably a fair comment, but some of her mistakes, whilst stupid, but as I spoke about last week, a lot of them are quite thick. Um, whilst they are quite stupid, I don't think I've ever thought that she had intentionally, with malice, tried to do everything she can to bring down the family. I just think she's made some really, really stupid mistakes and has proved at times that she is not the sharpest tool in the box, which is different to Harry and Meghan, which who I think are a bit more calculating in their bringing the family into disrepute. I mean, w would you say that that's a fair analysis? I agree with you. I do think that her heart's in the right place. And I was reading some quotes of hers over the last week, and she says she did not really want. Well, I, there are, of course, there's mixed content. There's mixed stories out there. But she says she did not really want to divorce Prince Andrew, but she knew she had to if she wanted to work and create financial opportunities for herself. And ultimately, that is why they separated. Now, I have also read that Prince Andrew wanted to separate with her from her when he saw some of the photos we're going to discuss later hit the press. Mm -hmm. However, Christo, I kind of believe her. Ba solely based on the fact that these two continue to live together. She says he's his, her best friend. She dedicated one of her recent books to him. I mean, clearly these two care about each other and, um, you know, me are very important to one another. If they are still capable of sharing such a, you know, a, sharing us a, a living space together. And it's, it's, um, it's interesting because uh, I think that, that she has monetized her life, but she's done so again, not at the expense of trashing the family. And and if that were what Harry and Meghan were doing, I, I would have much less of a problem with what they're well, doing. They, I still think have... that there's something a bit I... distasteful from being royal and earning money. I think you sort of need to step back from being a royal and give up your titles or or give up your 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 sort of royal privileges if you're going to do that but but i do think that you have to do it in a way that doesn't trash your family they well, kept the world for titles whilst trashing the family i have two examples for you because she yeah. did there are only two that i could think of off the top of my head where i disagree with you she did sit down for an interview with oprah winfrey and she told oprah winfrey that becoming marrying into that family was not a fairy tale and so that's like the the you know one of the harshest quotes i can remember from the oprah in interview but she does allude to the fact that it's not a pleasant place to be and it's not a pleasant experience look i've been in the most privileged position i've been on that pedestal i've been <laughs> you can't get you can't get you had a, a tiara I let's know. say no more <laughs> You had a I tiara. Know, I know, you I, had the diamond tiara. I know. I know. I know. That sure. is the fairy tale. It is the fairy tale. Uh -huh. But then comes the real realism that you actually ma you didn't marry to get the fairy tale. You married a man. You fell in love and you married the man, and then you've got to come to terms with the fairy tale. 
Now, it's not a fairy tale. It's real life in there, well, so to speak. They it's think, real life they in there. They think it's real life in there. OK. You know? Do they let you keep the tiara? Yes. Really? <laughs> they let you keep the tiara. And then additionally, this, of course, is not trying to bring down the royal family, but we can't ever forget her writing in her book about sharing shoes with Diana and Diana giving her warts. I mean, what was the purpose of that story? That story was because it was going to make her a quick buck. She had to have something salacious in there. And it was at the expense of somebody that had been her friend but and her confidant. You, but, I mean, oh, I think I somewhat long for the days of a wart being the worst most that's, salacious thing we hear. The, that's the I truth. Mean, imagine, imagine if the worst thing written in Harry and Meghan's book was that it just wasn't a fairy tale. God, we'd well, all be jumping for joy. The worst thing written in Harry and Meghan's book honestly involved lip gloss. So it, it really didn't, yeah. it almost doesn't compare. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a fair comment. But yeah, you're right. She gave the interview to Oprah on her divorce in 1996. Um, when she was speaking about... Um, Harry and Meghan recently, she says, uh, I believe very strongly I have absolutely no judgment on another person's life. I look at how much Meghan loves Harry and loves the children and gives him a love he's never had before. That's how I look at it. And there is some truth in that as well, in as much as he was desperate for that female figure in his life that he was lacking. And she has, love or loathe her, she has slipped into that role perfectly for him. I agree. I do think that they love each other very much. But as we've talked about before, they also encourage each other in, in negative ways. Um, but let's jump into the top five Fergie scandals. Yeah. We kind of touched base on this one a little bit. Um, but the, the the I guess the very first red flag we saw as Royal Watchers was early 90s when Diana started. Diana was her ride or die, D.I., ride or die. And um, Diana and Fergie were always caught getting into trouble. I remember one scene specifically where I think they were at Royal Ascot, maybe, and they tapped somebody on the bottom with their umbrella and just started cackling. They were so fun and they were um, they were naughty together. But, but wait, <laughs> why did y'all get arrested? Uh, because we were impersonating police officers. <laughs> But in, in the 90s, we started to see Diana distance herself from Fergie because she realized that the, their, the media coverage of their behavior was starting to sour. And she did not want to, she was tr still trying to make a positive impact when it came to the family. And so she realized Sarah might be going down a path she didn't want to. So um, Diana starts to distance herself when Fergie is criticized in the media for receiving a free fur coat. But of course, animal activists were very hostile about. And then she also accepted 250,000 pounds for sharing family photos with Hello Magazine. And that's that's, you know, the 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 media coverage starts to get negative about Fergie and Diana goes, well, I'm going to back up now because I don't want to be tainted by it. Um of well, course. Diana had had a uh, the press loved her, and yeah. um, you know she got criticised a lot. But but Fergie was never as smart as Diana, I think, with the press. And 
Diana didn't want to be brought down, I think, by Fergie. But also, one of the earliest royal headlines I remember with Diana and Fergie was, I think, the Daily Mail. And it must have been around 1990. That sort of time was we divorced together. And that was when there was this apparent pact between Diana and Fergie that they would both announce their separations within sort of a very similar time to each other to take the pressure off the two of them. And I think it was Diana that backed out. I think Diana separated from Charles later than than Fergie did from from, uh, Andrew. I think it was, I think it was, when was it? Was it Christmas 1990 that they, or 91 that they separated Diana and Charles? And it was 96 when they finally divorced. Um, And I think that that delay was when, her and Fergie fell out and they didn't speak for a long time I think it's later because Andrew Morton's book comes out in 92 and oh then then, yeah you're right it was December the 9th 92 because I remember it was my birthday that they separated yeah oh I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's all right I mean they could have waited a day but you know I'm over it but just so I'd say one of the first scandals was really the disintegration of Diana and Fergie's relationship. And I didn't realize this, but Andrew Morton revealed after Diana's death that it was Diana that had tipped off the press about Fergie and Andrew's split. So interesting that they had that pact. Diana backed out and Diana actually leaked that information. Savage. Uh, just like you said, she's much more savvy when it came to the press. Yeah, she, she was. And, and also at times, you know, I know that we sort of, you know, I loved Diana. I adored her. I used to vote in the Hello Magazine poll. I've told you this before in Hello Magazine at the end of the uh, every year they used to they used to fill up the last 10 pages of the book of, of the magazine with all of diana's outfits from the year and you could ring an, an a premium rate number and vote on the one that you liked the most That's which so i used cute. to every year um and uh, but but diana could be unpleasant when she wanted to be and and she could be vicious when she wanted to be and of course that's something that a few people aren't comfortable in saying I don't think she was in any way as vicious again as as Harry has been because I think all I can think of was publicly um one uh uh oh my back sorry uh all I can think of is one interview that she did which was Panorama and the Andrew Morton book right. um you know was it, 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 in the time that she was in the family is pales into insignificance but yeah, she she and she also could play the press, and she also used to feed the press. She was very good friends with Richard Kay yeah, um, from the Mail. Great shot of her in his car after denying that she was be- uh, leaking to any media, and then there's a shot of him in his car. Well, yeah, and that's so interesting that Harry um, that Harry wants to 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 scream and cry about Camilla's team leaking things. They learned it from the best, yeah, mama, yeah, hey, mama. Absolutely. And also don't tell me that Harry and Meghan have never leaked anything to the press. Um, that, that is literally the, the reason for Obed Scooby. I mean, that, 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 is, that is the reason Obed Scooby actually exists. Um, now, we've got another one. Now, this is the scandal I remember, Fergie, oh. for the most. And that is the guy called... Uh, well, there were two. Yes. Now, I, I've forgotten that there were two Texans that she had been with. And one of them has made a, a reappearance because the one that that is is most recent that has reappeared on the scene is John Bryan. Now, John Bryan 
was the one who had her foot in his mouth, right? He was sucking on her toes and nuzzling her foot, sucking her toes. That was in front of poor Eugenie, which is just like quite unpleasant. I hope that she'd got rid of the warts that she'd got from Diana's feet by that point. But also, I forgot about Steve Wyatt, which was another Texas millionaire that she liked. Right. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's what they say. (laughs) Well, uh, and... uh, (laughs) One of the worst headlines. I don't know where you found this. This is brilliant. She said it. She said it. One of the worst headlines that she once said that she referred to was 82% of people would rather sleep with a goat than Fergie. It's never left me. (laughs) That would never let me or that would never leave me either. But she was also referring to the fact that, um, you know, when when these photos became available, it was like all hell broke loose when it came to negative headlines. And it was the Duchess of Pork in that headline about the 82% in the goat that really traumatized her. I do sympathize with Fergie there. Yeah, but she did go on to have that successful Weight Watchers career. Wasn't she the face of Weight Watchers for like 17 years, millions, 95 years? I'm sure millions of, I know she, at least the first year, I thought she made a million dollars for that endorsement. I think I think we go into that here, right? Oh, yeah. One yeah, million yeah. dollar deal to be Weight Watchers ambassador. So this is another scandal. Scandal without really being a scandal. Um, Fergie really, she came over to America and she just became the face of commercials. It's harder than having a thinner mother. It's harder than being called the Duchess of Pork. It's the hardest thing in the world, staying on a diet. Introducing one, two, three success. It's a real diet breakthrough from Weight Watchers. No complicated counting. I like that. And no foods a no-no. It makes the hardest thing in the world a lot easier. One, two, three. It's working for me. She became like the face of late night TV, selling blenders and anything she could get her hands on. And we have a list of things right here. Ocean sprays, light style, a low-cal beverage, cameras. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounded like she almost got John Bryan and Steve Wyatt's ocean spray at one point. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I didn't even know this book existed, Dieting with the Duchess. I actually would be curious to grab a copy of that today. Oh, you, you are so going to buy it. I'm going to look on Amazon to see whether I know. I am so going to buy it. She was also in an episode of Friends where she runs into Joey while he's sightseeing and makes a cute little video for Chandler. Say hi to my friend and tell him you like my hat. Okay, so um, what's your friend's name? Oh, Chandler. Hi, Chandler. Oh my God. It's Fergie, baby! Jerry says you don't really like his hat, but I think it's kind of dashing. But uh, it's, it's alleged that the queen absolutely loathed all of this stuff. She hated that she was the face of a beverage brand or Weight Watchers. She thought it was, she just didn't like the idea of look it looking like you could sell the Royals this way. Sorry, go on, go on. Uh, however, she always loved Fergie. She never she did. And, and I thought that I remember watching an interview with Fergie years ago where she said, look, that's why I went to the States because I knew I had to pay off all my debts and I didn't want to embarrass the Queen by trying to earn money in the UK. So I thought if I did it over there, I would embarrass her less. And right. But of course, you're right. I mean, she was trading off being a royal. I found you a copy of Dieting with the Duchess. How much? Um, it's in paperback, £11.99. I can do that. Uh, in hardcover, £27.35. Secrets and sensible advice for a great body 
by Sarah, the Duchess of York and Weight Watchers. Uh, I'm here to say, however, no matter how insurmountable your problems may seem, you can change your life for the better. If I can do it, so can you. Aww. Sarah, Duchess of York. That's what she wrote in it. That's so sad. Loads. I wonder if there's any. Uh, do I read any reviews of this as well? Let's have I'm a look. I'm sure that they would be available on maybe Amazon. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's where I'm on. I'm on oh, Amazon. Okay, perfect. Not the best book, but it's a oh. good read. <laughs> I did take my time reading this book. Thank you. So that's what that's that one. Any others that we've got down here as well? Um, no, there's only one person that's actually commented there's uh four ratings in twitter they've got four reviews but oh them. wow but, but uh three of them were five star reviews and one of them was three star reviews so they three, three of them were five star reviews that's andrew eugenie and beatrice thanks guys <laughs> checks in the mail and the three star review john bryan that's <laughs> that's from him um so yeah she did monetize her life she had to do that and of course, she was broke. I've told you the story. Oh yes, of, please, of, of please tell the story again. I love this. Friend story. of mine, I shouldn't tell this story, and I get in trouble every time I do. But a friend of mine who owned a store, and she were, went in and bought a dress, a very expensive dress, and uh, uh, basically just never paid for it, never paid them. You know, kept saying that she would, and she'd send the money, never did. And then it became very clear that she was bankrupt. I think then the story broke that it was that she was bankrupt and th it was you know it was a lot of money that she owed to my friend and so from what i understand well i know this for a fact they went through some previous purchases that she'd made and it was back at the time when um you had the before electronic it's that um, embossing uh, machine yeah yeah card transactions so they found an old card number and they were right we'll just try and put it through and they put it through and they got paid um, because they found one of her cards that just happened to work, but yeah, so she. And guess she would what? Have not you know paid. what? Your friends are problem solvers, and I like that about them. Exactly. That's that's absolutely true. Now, of course, one of our other controversies is solving and, the problem of getting. You really gold. saw this one, right? Are Are you talking about royal access for cash? Yeah, this was you. You watched she... this unfold. I I really wasn't involved, but this was probably a much bigger story to you. Oh, this was huge. And I think it was actually one of the exposés by the News of the World at the time, if yes. I remember right. Yes, it was. It was the News of the World. And she accepted $40,000 in cash um, for access to Prince Andrew. Now, she was told that the guy who was approaching her was an Indian business tycoon looking for you know various business ventures, looking to get backing in those. Um but turned out that he was a tabloid reporter. I don't know whether it was Maza Mahmood that was know. the reporter. So Maza Mahmood, um, I'm just going to have a look to see whether it was him. Um, because Maza Mahmood, yes, it was Maza Mahmood. He was known as the fake sheikh. Oh, and, and that's Sophie. Is that with the Sophie scandal too? Like he he was he did so many exposes. Oh my! For God. various uh, people, he was an undercover reporter for the News of the World. Did a lot of exposes, and and one of his most famous exposes was when he was posing as a fake sheikh 
um, in order to get people to sort of reveal things about themselves. Oh. And uh, she actually sued him to try and get compensation because she says it destroyed her reputation. This was this was years after yeah. uh, she was exposed. It was a case against the news of the world, and that was following her 2010 investigation by Maza Mahmood, who secretly filmed her uh, filmed Fergie offering to introduce him to Prince Andrew for half a million pounds. She said to Mahmood, I can open any door that you want. And she said that the damage to her reputation had lost her 25 million pounds in earnings, which she raised to more than 40 million two years later from projects such as films, speaking engagements, books and celebrity endorsements, including a cartoon called Fergie's Farm. <laughs> she didn't get any more. And uh, House of Ferguson, which was going to be a lifestyle brand as well. Oh, interesting. Uh Okay. Yeah. So on the recommendation of a friend, this is according to E! News, Fergie got in touch with a powerhouse publicist in New York who advised her to go on Oprah. I love bread. And tell her side of the story. So that's so Harry and Meghan were not the first, as we know. Um, the eventual meeting turned into a book, Finding Sarah, A Duchess's Journey to find herself and finding Sarah from royalty to the real world. Um, this was a six-part own produ produced docu-series. Also sounds a little bit like Netflix. And um, it featured her getting advice from, oh my God, Dr. Phil. We love we love That's a good Dr. So, Phil reference on this podcast. That is so funny that basically, you know, a duchess's journey to find herself and basically, she also got counselled in Money Matters by Susie Orman, and that's hilarious. Like, like what re what viewer at home? <laughs> it's so funny that she just doesn't live in the real world. What viewer at home is going to say, "God, yeah, I identify with Sarah's money worries." You know, she she really tried to sell access to her husband for half a million quid, and she failed. So I could identify. I'm having trouble paying my bills at home. So God, I'm so glad that I can look at Sarah and, and she's just the same as I am. Right. Ridiculous. She she couldn't she couldn't pay for all six of her ball gowns that she walked out of your friend's store with. So, <laughs> poor Sarah. Poor Sarah. Uh, I, I mean Sarah. I think oh, she lost twenty five million pounds in earnings from her reputation being ruined. Bless her. I feel exactly the same that I can't afford a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> I think that it's like, without a doubt, the biggest scandal that has affected Sarah over the last few years has been Andrew's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. It might cost her the home she currently lives in, Royal Lodge. I mean, they are saying that that Andrew would be moved from Royal Lodge to Frogmore for financial reasons, but would... Hey, at least, at least it's been refurbished. Right, that's true. But really, would that even be on the table if he hadn't humiliated the family over the last few years? Um, you know, Fergie does continue to defend her ex-husband. Is it guilt by association, Christo? No, I think it's 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 perhaps um, loyalty, Aww. fairly honourable loyalty. I have to say. I mean, she clearly still adores Andrew. I think the the. Um, and and unlike others, she is not prepared to throw him under the bus, despite his immense and catastrophic stupidity um, by remaining friends with a known paedophile and deciding to go and visit him to to tell him he doesn't want to be friends with him. 
and staying with him in order to do that, and then deciding that he was going to to give an absolutely catastrophic interview, oh. which is and she stayed with him through all of that, and 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 you know there is a a part of me that is admiring of of that actually. There is, there is a part of me that admires it for that. When you describe it that way, I, I, a little piece of my heart melts. So, yes, I agree. I agree. It is nice that she's so loyal. Now, whether if he does another interview or writes his apparent memoirs, she will still be able to. Um, I don't know. But then, I mean, could it be any worse for him? Could it genuinely be have ever be any worse for him as it was when all of that exposed Probably not. So if she stuck through him with all of that, she'll probably stick through it and stick by him forever. Well, what was the headline today? The headline today was that he, so there's a new lawsuit that involves him. It's not against him, but he's mentioned in it. It's Virginia Roberts again. And they said um, that he was extreme and outrageous. His behavior was extreme and outrageous. And I told somebody the only thing extreme and outrageous about Prince Andrew is his teddy bear collection. Like there's you really, you really expect me to believe this guy is extreme and outrageous. No, thank you. Um, do, you do you remember recently? I, I can't remember if you were on my TV show and we discussed this. I'm pretty sure you were when the telegraph um, led with a picture of Ghislaine Maxwell's associates and they pictured themselves in the bath of her, London yes. residents. So weird in the masks. Of, with photographs of Andrew and Virginia Gouffray on their faces in order to prove that logistically people couldn't frolic in that bath. Like that was going to be the smoking gun of evidence that was going to make us all go, ah, oh, Andrew. It was all a big misunderstanding. And so poorly timed because literally less than 24 hours later, the Daily Mail confirmed that the photo of Andrew and Virginia was authentic by the stamp on the back from the photo printing uh, business. So yeah. it was just like, OK, this is hugely embarrassing. And like it just blew up in your face times 10. Yeah. And, 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 and just what a bizarre of all the ways in which you could go about wanting to prove someone's innocence or or prove that there was inconsistencies in a story that you put a you, you put a photograph of someone else's face on your head and get into a bath. And go, That's it. This is it. We're, the case will be closed now. So bizarre. And she stood through and through all of that. She stood by him through all of that. So That's bless like her. Matlock is somewhere going, I taught them well. I taught them well. <laughs> All right, Christo, well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Majesty podcast. If you have any Fergie stories you'd like to share with us, oh my God, yes. do we want them? Majesty, T-E-A, podcast at gmail.com. Did you meet her while she was on her American tour? Send us your photos. We'll, we'll, sh we'll, we'll show them on the podcast because if you are a Spotify user, you can actually watch these beautiful people. Yes. Um, and uh, we would love to see and hear all of your Fergie stories. But Christo and I are getting so close to the coronation. We cannot wait to bring you all the good majesty live from London. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Yes, lots of love from London. Lots of love to our wonderful regal audience. And apologies to Ngozi Falani. <laughs> I think I might always end it with that. Always, <laughs> always end it with that. 